going to read our, uh, our words uh, from Christ today. Ephesians 5, verses 1 through 2, walk in love. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sap- sacrifice to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, just, uh, just clear our hearts, clear our minds, and just prepare us uh, for your uh, just loving words today. Please be with Aaron. Just help him to speak you to us. Help us to uh, lock eyes today, Lord. We love you. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome, church. You can uh, go ahead and, and have a seat. Uh, for those of you that are first-time guests, we're, we're very glad that you're here. Uh, we hold the Bible in high regard. That means we've been going through the, the book of Ephesians for, I don't know, the last couple months. Right now, we are going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. So if you grab your Bible and open it, if you do not have a Bible, there's one close to you, one of these, and uh, you can turn to page number 675, and that's the text that we'll be on today is, uh, for, for that. So, um, and for the sake of awkwardness, I'm still going to do this, and I, I've been debating for about two minutes, but I really feel prompted to do this. So if this is awkward for you, I'm sorry. Hey, John. Can you come up here, bro, please? Uh, John's, John's our drummer. Uh, he, he's been up here, uh, but his back is seriously killing him right now, and the fact that he's drumming is, is absolutely incredible. Um, I want to pray for you. Is that cool? Church, can we just pray that God, God would heal this guy's back uh, today? So if you would, just close your eyes and, and, and join me in prayer. Just, just uh, If you want to reach out and just uh, say a prayer with me, that'd be great. God, I thank you for John. I thank you for bringing him here. And I pray that uh, right now you just you'd heal his, his back. I know there's a lot of pain in this. And uh, he's, a, he's a hardworking man that loves you. And I thank you for having him come here today to play uh, this, this box drum thing for us. But God, I pray that just you would, you would heal his back of any pain that's, that's back there. And um, God, yeah, it would operate the way that you designed his body to operate. So God, we thank you for what you're doing today in his life. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, John. Sorry if that was awkward, bud. Um, I just couldn't get rid of it. I've been thinking it for two minutes, so that we're going for it. If I freaked you out, sorry. You, uh, anyways, welcome to Church Project. We, we're seriously glad that you are here today. Um, there's a lot of good people. Just look around. Look at, look at the people that are here. Um, man, I'm so excited for what God is doing in our church. Uh, it was just over a year ago that our two churches merged together. And now we're looking around and going, God, what are you doing? And as I look around this morning, I really go, God, what are you doing in the life of our church? Um, So, glad that you're here. Let's jump into this text today. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Chad, thank you for reading these. These are beautiful, beautiful verses. And Jason uh, did a great job last week of of teaching and leading up to this point. And and I told him today, it was kind of like, Jason's message last week was this incredible chunk of, of verses that Paul was teaching us. And then we get to uh, chapters five or chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, and it's like two verses in the middle of like a reminder. And then we get back into some more incredible teaching of Paul. And so it's, this, it's like this. It's like Paul just suddenly got sporadic. I mean, he's teaching, and then he goes, oh, yeah. And then he says verses 5, 1 and 2, and then we get back into more of it. If you've been following in Ephesians, Here's kind of what's been happening. The first three chapters of Ephesians, uh, Paul was writing and addressing new Christians, and he was teaching us about the things of God. Theology. 
That's what we call that, the things of God. And then in verses four, or chapters 4, 5, and 6, Paul turns the corner and begins to address us, his church, addresses how we can live out this theology on who God is in our everyday life. It's like, here's God in his greatness. You won't fully comprehend him, but I'm going to try to teach you some things of God. And then church, in verses four, or chapters 4, 5, and 6, here's how we can begin to live this out in our everyday life. So I'm excited to enter into these two verses. We think back into this book, and you can even look back into it if you want to. We think back. Paul's writing Christians, and he says in chapter 4, verse 1, he says, as a prisoner of Christ, I urge you to live passionate lives sold out to God and his teaching. And I, I love how he started that. And he says, no longer walking as the Gentiles do, but in the freedom of the new life found in Christ. You can see that in chapter 4, 17. And then Paul, if you remember, he gives a little prayer, and, and Paul's prayer is that Christians would be established in love. Chapter 3, verse 17, that we would be established in love. And then what Jason addressed yesterday, or, or last week, we read verses uh, 25 through 32 in chapter 4, which encourage Christians to continue letting God sanctify them, which means make them more like him in all ways as they or as we as Christ followers smile. There you go. As, as we as Christ followers smile confidently and securely gripped in his love, being fully justified before God, before him. And this is done by the summary of these two verses that we're covering today. And if we look at these powerful words, there's two words that we'll be looking at. It's therefore and be in our verses today. The readers, we, are encouraged to imitate the Heavenly Father by being kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving one another. So a little flyby of, of what we've been going through, just parts of it leading up to this chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It's packed between a lot of practical life instructions and is a reminder for us as Christians. So let's look at these two verses and just get into them, okay? Uh, Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The only way to imitate God, as Paul has, has written here, the only way to imitate God is by following in the footsteps of the greatest lover to ever live, by modeling the life of, of Jesus. How did Jesus love others? As we study the Bible and we look at the life of Jesus, how did Jesus love others in such big ways? I mean, you see all throughout Scripture, Jesus loving people in huge ways. By loving very intimately, hard, and sacrificial ways. It cost Jesus everything to love the way that he did. By loving others this way is to imitate God. So we look at this word, imitators. What does imitators mean? 
to imitate. Paul says, and, and God is saying, therefore, be imitators. And we look at that word imitators, and it means to mimic him, to do what he does, to act like he acts, to mimic God. I'm reminded of Romans chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. And maybe you've heard these, these verses. They're beautiful verses. It says this, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And a lot of times we stop right there. right? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And in verse 24 it says, And are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. This redemption, this gift, this everything comes by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's through him. We want to mimic our life to be like God. We mimic Jesus Christ. The only way to be like God is mimic him. And that's why there is a therefore, a result of. A result of. That's what that word is there for. It's a result of. As a result of my salvation can only then there be transformation. Because if it's not a salvation, then our actions, as good as they may be, they're just good acts. Something good to do. Good moral things that we do in life. But it's because of our redemption and our transformation that our, our actions are completely different. Okay. Paul's saying, and, and God is saying, be an imitator of God. And some of us, we may, and some teachers, uh, different false religions may teach this. They, like Mormonism teaches that and believe that we can actually be as a God. And Paul is not saying, no, you're not going to be God, but you imitate God. Joseph Smith taught that if we live good lives and do many good acts, we can become a God. And that's not what Paul is saying, we cannot become a God. We can only imitate him and be like him. The neat thing about this is God is writing us and he's encouraging us. And Paul is writing from prison to a bunch of new Christians. He's saying, don't forget, live a life of love and imitate God in everything that you do and say. And as Christians, we sit here today. And it's not like God said, imitate me and left us all alone to try to do this on our own skills or abilities or accord? No, he has given us the ability to do so. As Christ followers, God has empowered us to mimic him. He's given us the Holy Spirit inside us. If you are into taking notes, this is a good line. So listen to this one. I'll even repeat it twice. It's bold in my notes, if that means anything, okay? God is in the process of our sanctification, our transformation, because of our justification, our initial salvation. That all rhymes. That should be rap, huh? That's pretty good. Let me say that again. God is in the process of our sanctification, our, our transformation, because of our justification, our initial salvation. April's shaking her head. Did I say it too fast? You want me to say it again? I'll say it again. There, by the way, this is on the podcast too, so here we go. God is in the process of our sanctification, our transformation. Because of our sanctification, our initial salvation. God says, what I am doing is I'm creating you to imitate me. And I'm providing the opportunity to do that. And by the way, Christ followers, I actually have 
an expectation for you to do so. To mimic me. To imitate me in the way that you speak, in the way that you live, in your actions, and what you do. And that is not, that is not your justification. But that is your sanctification. You're becoming more and more like me. Confident that we're already a child of a king, forgiven. And that is so beautiful. So we can breathe a little easier today. Knowing that God says, imitate me, and I'm giving you the ability to do so in the power of my Holy Spirit, and I already love you, by the way. I already love you. Whether you do or you do not, or what you accomplish or what you do not accomplish, I already love you. Yeah, we got a woo and an amen. Amen. So on the other side of the therefore, as we look in the text, on the other side of the therefore is an expectation to live like him. Because our Father loves us. He says, imitate me, and I love you. I've received grace. Some of us may think this. I've received grace. Now I can live freely however I want. And no, that's not what Paul is teaching right here. He's not saying, don't take grace and just run off and do whatever you want with life. But mimic God in our actions. And let his sanctification work in us as we grow to be more like him. Before my, my transformation, my, my salvation, before that, I had no power on my own. I had no power to overcome sin. I was in bondage to sin, dead. And God gave me his spirit upon my salvation to be more like not because of my good deeds and my good actions, but because of the love of a father. He says, I love you, and I'm giving you my Holy Spirit. That is the moment that Aaron Havens, the, the chains were broken. That's the moment that, you know, we sit here and we stand and we sing and, and we praise God. Why do we do that? It's because of what God is doing in us and what he means to us. And when we realize what he saved us from, the grip of death, the, the sin in our life, we go, thank you, God. We raise our hands and we praise him and say, thank you, God, for who you are and what you've done in my life. Let's read these verses again because this therefore is powerful if you stop and think about it. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So when we look at that and we go, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Have you thought about that in a while? As beloved children, God adopted each and every one of us. I don't know if you're in this room and, and, and you have been adopted. If so, can you just smile a little bigger because you're going to get this a little more that you were chosen, like, the family that you're in loved you and loves you, and you get a clearer picture than a lot of us of what it means to be adopted because you have a physical representation of a spiritual truth that resonates with all of us in this, in this world. And it's this, as Christians, as followers, we have been adopted into the family of God, and I smile because of that. Not because of my actions, what I have done or haven't done. All the rights 
of my son, Jesus. God is looking at us and telling us this. All the rights of my son, Jesus, are now yours. You were bought into this family. And, by the way, bought into this family, there's an expectation of how to live your life. There's an expectation as part of this family. Like, sometimes our family does stuff, and we don't know why we do it, other than to say, well, we're the havens. This is what we do. We've always done it. Don't know why, but we do it. That's what our family does. And as Christians, there's an expectation as part of the family of God. Hebrews 1, 3 says that the Son is the radiance of God's glory. If we want to be like God, we imitate Jesus and who he is. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father, is what Jesus says. How do we know what it looks like to imitate God? By living like Jesus. It's actually pretty simple. It's not hard. How do you want to know? You want to know what it looks like to imitate God? Then imitate Jesus. Imitate how he lived his life. He is the exact representation of God and, and the being of God. So I know that when I am following Jesus, I am following God. And when I am following God, I am living a life of love. Because I imitate my Father above. Well, let's look at what love does. Verse 2, what love does, and let's read verse 2. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. He loved us, and what did it produce? God loved us through his Son, and what did that produce? He gave himself up. What does this love look like? What does it look like to imitate Jesus? We have to, as Christians, as followers of Christ, give ourselves up. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. I don't exist for myself any longer as a follower of Christ. I exist to please my Father, which means I have given up my life to serve others. That's a hard message, isn't it? As I look around, especially in this thing we call family right here, and this little micro thing of the macro Christian church, the big C church, our micro is this church project thing. And we look around and we look each other in the eyes. And we see needs, and we see hurts, and, and we see desires, and, and we, we are here to serve each other and to give ourselves up as Christ has given himself up for his church. That's what it means to love. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice to God. For those of us that have given our lives up to follow Christ, we will be used in the lives of others. We will be. If we're giving ourselves up, God will use us in the lives of others. Our lives will be poured out for this cause, the cause of Christ. 
why it brings the Father much joy when we imitate Jesus in this way. We live a life that is not full of just selfishness, but selflessness as we serve others and walk in this love. It will be fulfilling, by the way, to serve others. It will be fulfilling, and it will be hard. It will be tiring to serve others. Serving others is hard work. Praying for others, it's exhausting me. It exhausts me. The battle is not in the flesh, but it's in the spiritual realm. Here's a great example. You didn't know that all of our elders were here today at 6.30 in the morning. We met for three hours and talked about the things of church project, and we prayed, and we, we were dreaming together. And I mean, three hours. We've, been, we've already, we're, we're ready for naps already. Like it's, it's been a long time today already, just serving the body and going, God, what do you have? How can we lead your church? What are you doing? In essence, <coughs> excuse me, in essence this morning, the elders, all we did was we took our ears, put it to the ground, and saying, God, where are you moving? And we want to join you in that. What are you doing here? And as we serve people with our lives, it's exhausting and it's tiring. Here's the deal. I even go home on Sundays, and more than half the time on Sundays, after teaching and just looking good and all that good stuff, <laughs> I can't wait to go take a nap. I'm just, I'm just tired. It's like, I've poured out a whole lot, and it's not just physical, it's in the spiritual realms. When we serve and love others, it's hard. But man, it's so good. Standing in the gap, serving someone selfishly, what a great joy. What a great joy to help the brothers and sisters around us. I'm so thankful for the countless people in my life who have poured their life out for me and served me in ways that I know and even ways that I don't know. I think back, I think of my youth pastor. I won't make eye contact with them because I'm not crying today. I think, think back on my parents, how much they've served selflessly for me, loved me. Think of my grandpa. Thank you, grandpa. Think of coaches, think of friends, think of brothers and sisters around me that have stepped into my life when it was needed the most, when the need was high, and in relationship, served, spurred me on to love and good deeds, and said, stay focused on God and who He is, and asked me some hard questions at times, like, what Paul is saying. How do we imitate Jesus? Does our life imitate Jesus? Is it full of love? Church, it better be. It better be full of love. You can read all before of the things that Paul was instructing us, and you can read the things that start in, in verse 3 coming up next week, and oh yeah, it starts with sex stuff, right? Okay, you can read all that, <coughs> but church, five Chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, Paul is looking at us and he's saying this. Live a life of love. Be imitators of Jesus Christ, church. Or the before and the after, doesn't even matter. Just good works or bad works. Just another checklist kind of thing. How do we imitate Jesus? 
How can we do it tomorrow morning? How can we do it today? How can we do it? Well, here's a good place to start. <laughs> Open up the Bible. Download version, the app on the phone that's free. Study the Bible. Read the parables of Jesus. Get to know him. Start getting intimate in his word and let his word just wash over you and begin to transform you. And you're going to begin to see that your life will begin to mimic that of Jesus as you become more and more like him. What about spending time in quiet prayer? Americans, that's got to be good, right? Quiet, you remember what that is? Anyone remember what that is? Let's practice it for about a second. Okay, that's good. What about that this week? Maybe God's just saying, hey, 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 shh, shh, seriously, slow down. You're wearing me out. Maybe God's saying, shh, shh. Just sit. Let's talk. Let's pray. I want your heart to be like Jesus. I want you to have me. God is loving you, and he's sanctifying you, and he's working through you as we become more in love and more like Jesus. A good place to start, if you're getting prodded right now, you can Google this, parables of Jesus, okay? It's a bunch of them, like 50-some of them. There's a good place to start. Just start reading. Parables of Jesus, stories of Jesus. What did he do? How did he do it? It's a good place to start. There's some incredible things that Jesus did in this world. I would say this. Let's spend time talking with God about his son, Jesus, as we aim our lives to mimic, to imitate that of God in love. When we get to know the person of Jesus Christ, we get to know God. The end. Church, I'm going to invite you to close your Bibles and let's spend a time in reflection today. Short message, powerful message, though, if we get it. It's like it's easy to just hear these words and let it kind of bypass us. But if we get this, man, it really does transform everything. So I want us to go into a time today of just reflecting. I say this every week. Like I get up here and and teach, and I hope that the Holy Spirit is prodding you and teaching you. But I can only say a few things. But right now in this moment is the moment that I pray for the most. And that's the moment where I'm, I'm, I'm praying that your, your heart is soft <coughs> and you're receptive to the Holy Spirit teaching you and showing you because he's pursuing you right now. He wants to show you things right now. So if you're comfortable in this room today, I would invite you to close your eyes and just hold your hands out in front of you in a submission stance with your palms up, just saying, God, Honestly, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know how I ended up in this place. But I ask you to show me who you are. Some of us, it's just going to be the silence that God might use today to speak to us. And so just just posture yourself in this silence. Just say, God, here I am. Show me whatever you want to show me. I sit quietly and listen to your still, small voice today.
Oh, yet, I think that there's some in here, though, that God's prodding something in you. Maybe it's something in our life that just doesn't line up with the way that we see Jesus living and the teaching of, of the Bible, and, and we're going, okay, what do I do with this? Maybe in this place, just get a mental picture of taking that stuff, putting it in your hands, and saying, here you go, Jesus. This is the stuff in my life I know does not line up with you, and I want to be more like you. I want to be more like Jesus, more like God. So God, please take this from me. And I don't know. I don't know what it will be. Maybe some of us, it's a habit, a hang-up, a perspective. Maybe it's something we actually have in abundance that's keeping us separated from an intimate love with Jesus Christ. What can we give Jesus in this place, God in this place? Say, God, here it is. For to me to imitate you, I need to give this up in my life. Here it is. I guarantee every one of us in this place, our prayer can be in unison as we sit here. And it could be a call out to God that says, God, help me. Let your Holy Spirit prod me and move me and teach me and show me how to live more like your son, Jesus, on this earth. And I open myself to your Holy Spirit because I want to imitate you. I want to be like you. I want to live a life of love. And I want to help others around me to live that same life. So just quietly where you sit, just say, God, here. Help me love you more. Help me walk in you. Thank you for who you are. Begin a dialogue, you and God in this place. God, thank you for your son. God, thank you for my life. God, thank you for giving everything for me, for breaking the sin of the, the chains of sin in my life. Thank you for, thank you for, and just keep thanking God. Because we have everything to thank God for in this place. I'll tell you where this road leads, though. It leads to us either falling on our face, crying, just saying, God, thank you. Or it leads to us standing up with our hands raised and saying, God, thank you. But all of it is about God. It's from God. It's for God. So in this place, don't let it be about us. Let it be about God as we aim to imitate him. I'm going to ask us to stand you have a child and project kids would you quietly and quickly go retrieve them and come back and let's worship God in this place as we say thank you God and may our life imitate who you are let's all stand